Hey guys, Frank Cox here. Um, if you're new to smoker building, I'm sure that you've uh, asked the question, what welder should I get? So on this podcast episode, we're going to take a little dive into answering that question for you. You're listening to the Pitmaster Secrets Podcast. So I get this question asked a lot about, uh, you know, from guys that are new to building smokers and that kind of thing. And and uh, you know, inevitably, they they start building a pit. Maybe they bolted it together, or they tried to find every way they know how to get around uh, actually welding a smoker together. But um, you know, in order to keep moving and keep building and make a better cooker, eventually they're going to have to break down and get themselves a welder. So inevitably, they'll ask me, "What kind of welder should I get?" So here we go. We're going to take a dive. We're going to cover this in three points. The first one here is what type of welder should I get? So the, the three major types of welders that you can go to any welding supply store and get are uh, TIG welders, MIG stick welders, and MIG welders, right? So the first one we're gonna talk about is TIG welders. And uh, you know, while it's not real practical to use a TIG welder for, uh, for building a smoker, you gotta, you know, TIG welding, you got a electrode that basically makes a sort of a torch and uh, you've got to stick a, a rod of, uh, you know, whatever alloy you're using for filler metal. And uh, you're basically using an electronic torch to, to, to weld with. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a really, really nice looking weld. It is fun to do, it's, but it's not cheap. And uh, it's also, you gotta be, you gotta really be particular with, uh, you know, metal prep and things like that. Make sure that, you know, make sure that you got all the mill scale off the joint where you're trying to weld. You gotta, you know, there can't be any dross or anything like that. And, uh, you know, you just, it's its a lot more tedious to learn how to weld. Now, there are some instances building cookers where a TIG welder would come in handy, say if you've got a piece of stainless or something you're trying to incorporate into your build or uh, like a cast iron hand wheel or something, you know. Um, you can preheat the cast and there's special filler rod and stuff like that that you can use in order to put that together. So there, there's some applications where it would come in handy, but just for welding steel, um, you know, you're using straight argon with, uh, uh, with TIG welding and uh, it's, it, it can be real expensive. There's other, there's other gases you can use for purge gas, but um, for shield gas, but anyway, uh, it's, it's just really, in my opinion, the TIG welder's not really worth it um, because of the, the added cost and the amount of uh, uh, careful prep that you have to do to, to weld with. So I wouldn't recommend that. Now stick welding, stick welding's affordable. Uh, you, can, you can get a little buzz box real cheap. They're, you know, they're reliable. Um, you know, you can run it pretty much. Everybody has, everybody's grandpa had one, you know, they just plug it in in the garage on a 220, 240 volt outlet. Um, you know, you're, you're using a rod uh, that has flux on the outside of it. There's different uh, tensile strengths of rods like 60 series, 70 series, and 80 series, you know. Um, they all have different jobs, so kind of knowing what rod to use is, is a little bit of a pain, depending on what you're welding, um, if you're new to it. Um, but it is, a, uh, it is a really affordable method of welding, so you could use a stick welder for that. 
the, one of the cons is uh, of this uh, type of welding is you're going to have a lot of cleanup. You're going to have to clean up your weld after you do it. Uh, it's real hard to get a really nice, pretty bead laid, you know, until you've had a lot of practice. Um, you know, getting that, uh, you know, polished off weld, it's, it's kind of tough to get, you know, unless you're using like 7018 or something. But um, anyway, so I mean, if, you're, if your budget is a concern, uh, stick welding is probably a really good idea uh, to start with. Um, and the other thing is a small box will give you a lot more capacity on thickness of steel you can weld. So that's another good thing about it. But for the cleanup, I'm gonna say don't start there. So the third type of welding is actually what I recommend, which is MIG welding. So MIG welding, you don't have to deal with the filler rod of any kind. You're not going to have to dab like you would with TIG welding. You're not going to have to dab a filler rod into the into the puddle. Um, with stick welding, you're not going to have this flux cord or this flux mess to clean up. You know, with the the you know the the flux that gathers on top of your weld bead, you're not going to have to hit it with a wire wheel when you're done. Um, you know, with with MIG welding. Uh, the, you have a gun in your hand and there's a wire feeder inside the welder and it continuously feeds wire into the puddle as you all you got to do is pull the trigger and know how to run a good pattern um, that'll give you a good bead <clears throat> the other thing is is that uh, you know you can get MIG welders in all different sizes so like if you don't have 220 volts in your garage you can get like a 180 amp machine that uh, that will run off of a 110 volt outlet. So like a um, uh, Millermatic 180 or something, you know, some of the smaller Rebel machines are dual volt um, or ESOB Rebels and stuff. So you can, uh, you can get your start with a, uh, a really good MIG welder. Um, you'll be able, you won't have to do all the cleanup if you're using shield gas. Because um, what happens is as the rot, as the wire comes out of the nozzle, there's also, if you're using the gas type of MIG welding, there's also shield gas that blows out around the puddle where you're, where you're welding. And that's going to keep the area pure so that you can get a good weld joint without a bunch of porosity and stuff in it. And uh, so anyway, it's the easiest to learn, uh, in my opinion, because you can sit there and just continually burn burn wire you you know you ain't gotta you ain't gonna run out as easy you can put a some of these machines can hold a 40 pound spool of wire which is a lot of wire so um so i'm gonna recommend mig welding for you to start with um as far as like what size should you get it, it really depends on what kind of smoker you want to build to start with so you know, you can get uh, uh, the size of a welder goes by amperage. So you'll see like a uh, like a Rebel uh, 140, 185, whatever the size is. You know, 200 amps and higher, like a 225, 250, 285. There's all these different sizes, and that's the amperage of the machine, or what the what how much uh, power it's going to put into the the weld that you're doing. So that's going to help you to burn into the base metal uh, deeper, depending on uh, you know what thickness of material you're using. So a smaller amp machine like a 135 or a 140 isn't going to get you uh, as much penetration as a 200 plus amp machine would. 
so <clears throat> you know it just depends on what thickness so for a quarter inch that's what we're going to build a stick burner out of like any kind of offset um, we're generally gonna use quarter inch material on that and uh, something around a 180 amp machine is, is probably the best place to start um, you can use a smaller machine I built a lot of smokers with a 140 amp machine um, you just have to be a lot more careful when you get into smaller amp capacity machines you're gonna have this thing called duty cycle and duty cycle means what percentage of time that the welder can actually run before it gets it starts losing capacity and needs to cool off so uh, you know on a smaller amp machine like a 135 140 you're not going to be able to run that machine continuously for an entire hour of welding you're going to have to you know let it cool off here and there so you might have to do stitch welds um, you might also have to do multiple passes so you'll wind up v putting a v-groove in your plate where the two joints come together so that you can put a small pass in first and then cover it with uh, you know a filler and a cap to go over the top of uh, your root so we'll get into that on other stuff but so on the bigger machines you don't have to do it if you get a you know for a quarter inch if you start out with a machine that's like 180 or uh, like a 225 or something like that um, you know that thing will weld quarter all day long no problem so you can make one pass and uh, save yourself a lot of time and material so um, as far as like uh, you know on these kind of welders we're gonna want to talk about like uh, gas like are we gonna get a gas kind of wire or uh, machine or uh, are we gonna do uh, flux core so I would recommend that you if you if money is an object and you want to get in with a MIG welder you can start out with what's called inner shield or flux core inner shield wire. Um, this wire looks like regular welding wire, but there's actually a core shield inside the wire that uh, is the same kind of flux that's on the outside of the stick rods. Um, you know, it's very affordable because you don't you don't have to uh, um, you know buy gas to feed this machine. You can actually just uh, just pull the trigger and start welding. Um, the one downside to using flux core is it's messy and there's a lot of spatter. Like there, there'll be spatter sprayed everywhere, you know. So it can be a bit messy to clean up. The uh, the girl's gonna talk here in a minute on the GPS, just so you know. But anyway, I gotta look at my thing. Sorry. That's <laughs> what happens when you do this in the truck. Um, so anyway, on uh, you're going to have a big mess to clean up. It's going to leave a lot of spatter everywhere. Um, you're still going to have the, uh, uh, the flux shielding on top of it that you're going to have to clean off. Um, you know, just kind of keep all that in mind. I would probably uh, recommend that you go with gas, uh, shielding gas instead of flux core. Um, one main reason I'll recommend that is it is a little bit more money you know uh, as far as the cost of, of welding but you're not gonna have near as much cleanup to do uh, when you're welding it's it's gonna be 
it's going to be a lot nicer weld. You're not going to have to like clean that flux off of the top of your weld joint. You're not going to have near as much spatter. Um, Stay in the left lane. So if you, uh, when you get your start, you know, just uh, I recommend going with gas. Continue on to US 59. But you also need to know what kind of gas to get. So that can be a little bit tricky. It did, I mean, the. Of a mile. Turn left onto County Road. I got to listen. Three quarters of a mile turn left. So on uh, gas welding, you know, gas shielded MIG welding, we're going to have to pay attention to what kind of gas we're using. You know, it's it's actually like most everything you weld, you're going to use a uh, 7525, which is just regular old, uh, you know, MIG welding gas. It's available everywhere. Um, that'll be used mostly for steel. But when you get into welding with different kinds of wire or different kinds of processes, you might have to uh, change the kind of gas that you're using. For instance, with uh, spray arc, which spray arc is really high amps, really fast wire speed, and uh, turn left onto County Road 4000. Oh, I think she's taking me for a ride. Hang on, is this it? Yes, this is it. Right on, here we go. Um, for 27 miles, continue straight. For uh, spray arc, for instance, you have really high amps that you're running on the machine and you have really high wire speed. And we're literally spraying like the, the, the wire. You would think the wire would be touching the base metal and melting at the point of contact, but actually it's a lot higher up off the material and it's just spraying that molten metal into the, into the weld and it's a lot hotter so it gets better penetration. It's a really clean weld. Uh, there's no spatter around it. Doing that kind of process, you're gonna wind up using what's called 90-10. Um, which is just a different mix of gases. So the, the gas mixture has to match the wire type you're using and the, the process that you're using as well as the base metal that you're trying to melt, melt together, you know. So um, that's, the, that's one thing that you'll have to pay attention to when you're getting into it. If, you just get, if you're just doing quarter inch plate, then you're gonna wind up using just regular old uh, MIG welding wire. You can get it anywhere and uh, 7525 gas. Now, where do you get the gas? So that's easy too. Pretty much every town has a welding supply store or if they don't have a welding supply store, they've got what's called a drop-off point. Usually it's a like a local welding shop or something like that or a hardware store. And that company will actually, the welding supply company will actually drop bottles off there for you to go exchange your bottle. Um, this is the big, the, the skinny but real tall, uh, heavy bottle that's usually filled with pressurized gas in it, you know. So those bottles are typically owned by the welding supply company. So you have to choose who you're going to use. For instance, air gas or, uh, you know, Prax Air or some of these, there's a lot of mom and pop shops. So around here we got Metal Weld or Ozark Gas. So you choose who you're gonna use based on price and availability, and then uh, you know how easy they are to deal with. Um, but they have their bottles. Some companies do what's called a lifetime lease, 
which means once you get a lease on that bottle, it's a 99-year lease, and uh, it doesn't cost you. You pay up front. It's your bottle, basically, for that period of time. And then uh, you just you can only exchange it with them. Um, or you can rent a bottle. If you don't think you're gonna need gas all the time, you're just doing one pit here and there, then I would just rent a bottle. You can usually get like three bottles a month for uh, the big bottles for about 30 bucks a month, you know, just depending on who you're talking to. That way you're not married to a bottle, you just use it for a month or so and then you turn it in when you're done. So anyway, I hope you find this useful. Um, we're going to start focusing a little bit more on some uh, smoker building related material. Um, we're actually in route right now to go see a buddy of ours that uh, we're doing a uh, YouTube video with about learning how to weld. So make sure if you don't already subscribe to our YouTube channel because that's where a lot of the stuff that you hear me talking about, we actually have video to support that and uh, you can see the full picture there. Um, Please review the podcast and uh, subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, anyway, appreciate your time. Let us know how else we can help you. All you got to do is go to smokerbuilder.com and uh, get involved. We'll see you later.